The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Monday, August 8th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday, made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. The week begins with a worldwide breakdown at the most reliable airline in the U.S. A power outage in Atlanta overnight shut down Delta's entire computer system, forcing the cancellation of all flights except the ones already in the air. It's led to long lines and long waits at airports. Delta's offering refunds and rebooking with no change fees. The trouble was expected to continue throughout the day. Because the government's monthly jobs report comes out on Fridays, a lot of us rarely hear it, good news or bad. The one released going into the weekend was very good. Just as in previous months, only 4.9% of us were looking for a job. That's a pretty low unemployment rate anytime, especially considering where we were eight years ago. But this month's 49 is different. This time it's low not just because people have stopped looking. The new report says businesses added more than a quarter million new jobs in July, 255,000. We were only expecting about 160,000 new jobs, like those previous months. We beat that expectation by nearly 100,000. There's something else that's different about the new job numbers. A wider range of people are getting jobs, even those with entry-level paychecks. And on that subject, wages are up. In these low-paying jobs, wages are up 4%. Despite six years of job growth, wages hadn't been going up at all. Now they are, and they went up the most for people making under $12.50 an hour. They got 4% raises. Those making between $12.50 and $20 an hour got the second biggest increase. Whether the minimum wage is rising on its own or under pressure from workers and politicians, it's left the federal minimum of $7.25 an hour in the dust. Average pay is up by more than 2.5% over the past year, the biggest increase we've seen since 2009. And because there are now more jobs with improving pay, more Americans are getting back into the job market. The number of Americans who had given up looking for work is shrinking. That plus 15 million new jobs in the past six and a half years. Wall Street loved the news, and so did your 401k. Stocks went into record territory Friday, the Dow climbing by nearly 200 points, closing at above 18.5. NASDAQ and the S&P hit record highs as well. There's a bit of good news this week about the Zika virus. Although previous efforts didn't seem to be stopping mosquitoes from infecting some people in Miami, one approach is working, spraying by air. Aerial sprays, which are considered safe for humans, seem to be killing the mosquitoes that carry the virus. As the searches continue for a vaccine, women of childbearing age in that square mile area of Miami are being given mosquito repellent and condoms. For Donald Trump, last week was terrible, horrible, no good, and very bad. As if he hadn't damaged himself enough, squabbling with the grieving family of a fallen soldier, as if dropping poll numbers weren't enough, Trump committed the kind of mistake presidential candidates cannot afford to make. He got it wrong on an international scale. Trump now admits the video he'd claimed to have seen was actually video of something else. Admits, but as usual, doesn't apologize. At first, Trump said it was video from Iran's military, showing the unloading of stacks of money from the U.S. on the same day Iran was releasing some American prisoners. Trump declared the video was made public by Iran to embarrass the U.S., over making an illegal ransom payment. 
We now know the video was shot in Geneva, Switzerland, not Iran, that it wasn't money being unloaded, but prisoners. The government says the money is actually owed to Iran for weapons it bought but never got in the late 70s. Even if Trump's eyes had deceived him, the questions linger about the timing of that refund, even though the refund had been promised months beforehand. One of the released prisoners says Iranian officials told him and the others that their return to the U.S. had been delayed by a day. That former prisoner quotes Iranian officials as saying they were waiting for another plane, adding, and if that plane doesn't come, we never let you go. But Trump made an issue of a video he'd completely misinterpreted. And that blunder is proving to be an even bigger story. That's not the half of it. Trump's also been called out recently for asking Russia to find Clinton's emails, for initially refusing to endorse Paul Ryan, for asking that a crying baby be removed from a room where he was speaking, and for repeatedly asking an advisor why we can't use nuclear weapons on our enemies. Trump's political errors and his falling poll numbers have led Republican insiders to ask him to drop out of the race. Even now, even after he's won the party's nomination, and even though the election is less than three months away, even though they admit Trump isn't likely to drop out. Still, the GOP has buyer's remorse, according to a survey of Republican insiders by Politico in the battleground states. 70% of those insiders, 70% want Trump out of the race. The sooner the better. If Trump won't leave the party, the party may leave Trump. Republicans continue to bail on the candidate, including the biggest donors and key strategists. They're worried about the negative effect Trump may have on Republicans running for Senate, especially those running for re-election. Thanks to Trump, there's a very real chance Democrats can retake the Senate and make gains in the House. An NBC Wall Street Journal poll shows that among all voters, a plurality want Democrats to take control of Congress. 47% say it's the Democrats' turn. 43% want to keep Congress Republican. When summer began, those numbers were tied at 46 Many Republicans blame Trump for that, and they continue to jump ship. The latest is Virginia Congressman Scott Regal, the third sitting Republican member of Congress, to say he will not be voting for Donald Trump in November. A growing number of Republicans are considering voting for Libertarian candidate Gary Johnson, not because they think Johnson can win, but because they believe he'll be a spoiler for Donald Trump. But for now, Trump is self-destructing on his own, Clinton gaining at his expense in both the polls and in electoral college votes. With a bulldozer approach to politics, Trump has changed the landscape. Clinton now has wide electoral college leads over Trump in several battleground states. She's even beating Trump in some conservative states. The race is closer than anyone would have expected in states Republicans normally take for granted, Arizona, Georgia, and Missouri. In Missouri, Trump's lead dropped from 10 points to 1. Georgia's the state that last voted for a Democrat when Bill Clinton ran in 92. Clinton's leading by 6 points in Florida. She leads by 8 or 9 points in Pennsylvania. But a lot can happen between now and Election Day, and a lot of Clinton's success at the moment is based on the failures of Donald Trump. Like Trump, Clinton says she too had a brain freeze last week when she told Fox News the FBI had found her to be truthful about her email. Clinton now says she short-circuited when she was asked by Chris Wallace about what the FBI found in its investigation of those emails. FBI Director James Comey told Congress Clinton had been truthful when the Bureau questioned her, but indicated she'd been less than truthful in her public statements on the subject. When asked about that, Clinton said Comey had validated her public statements. Because that wasn't true and was called out as such, 
It forced Clinton to later say she'd misspoken in both the Fox interview and another TV interview a day later. She's also repeated her admission that using a private server while Secretary of State was a mistake. Trump says Clinton's short circuit makes her unfit to be president. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. As the clock ticks on an election that is so close yet so far away, North Carolina is fighting to hang on to its voter ID law. That law was struck down as unconstitutional last week by a federal circuit court of appeals. The court found North Carolina had intentionally discriminated against minorities and the poor with new rules that made it even harder to get to the ballot box, requiring IDs many of them don't have, and cutting early voting relied upon by those who have to balance long work hours with child care. The court also ruled the law was unnecessary, allegedly addressing voter fraud that statistically doesn't exist. North Carolina has now taken this to the U.S. Supreme Court, asking for a stay of that appeals court ruling. North Carolina says the ruling is legally flawed, factually wrong, and disparaging to the state. And it says changing the law again this close to the election would cause massive confusion. Stay tuned for the Supreme Court's answer. Mayors gone wild? Two city mayors on opposite sides of the country saw their careers go down in flames as last week came to an end. The mayor of Stockton, California, was arrested for giving alcohol to minors and leading them in a game of strip poker in his bedroom at a youth camp. The players included two 18- and 19-year-old females, two 19-year-old males, and a 16-year-old male. The 18-year-old female says at various points in the game they were all naked, including the mayor. 42-year-old Anthony Silva was arrested at the camp and charged with the felony of making an illegal recording. He'd apparently also taken photos and videos. Silva was also charged with three misdemeanors, giving liquor to a minor, cruelty through endangerment of a minor, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Silva denies the charges, and his lawyer says the timing of the charges is all very suspicious. Why, he asks, would police wait to make an arrest when they first heard these charges a year ago this coming week? The mayor of Fairfax, Virginia, meanwhile, has gone on Facebook to write, I ask that you allow the process to proceed before rushing to judgment, as tough as that may be. At age 50, Richard Scott Silverthorne was arrested at a hotel and charged with trading meth for sex with men he had met on a website. One of the men was an undercover cop who'd also posted there. The city now has an interim mayor and Silverthorne's being urged to step down. That will be a very hard thing for Scott Silverthorne to do, having served in city government for a quarter of a century mostly on the city council, in a town where his father was also once the mayor. And it has been a bad year for Silverthorne, having lost his day job and his home and being diagnosed with cancer. In Pennsylvania, the attorney general, the state's top lawyer and prosecutor, is on trial for conspiracy, perjury, and obstruction of justice. 50-year-old Kathleen Kane, who's put hundreds of people behind bars in her tenure, may now herself be facing prison. Just as likely, there'll be a plea deal. She'll certainly be removed from office and have to give up her law license. Kane's accused, among other things, with leaking grand jury testimony about an unindicted man who's now dead and doing it to embarrass her political opponents. The word revenge has come up more than once in this two-year scandal in Pennsylvania. The U.S. is number one in gold medals so far at the Olympics in Rio. Swimmer Michael Phelps has now won his 23rd gold the International Olympic Committee has banned more than 100 Russian athletes from the Summer Games 
after finding that Russia had been doping many of its athletes. Nearly a third of the Russian team has been banned from competing in Rio. That makes Russia the 11th biggest team there this summer. The U.S. has the biggest presence. Well, now Russia's also been banned from the Paralympics for doping. The Paralympics for athletes with physical disabilities is next month, also in Rio. But 35 samples from Russian Paralympic athletes came up missing from a lab in Moscow. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. The much-talked-about supervillain mashup Suicide Squad blew every other movie out of the water over the weekend. Critics hate the movie. Comic book expert and filmmaker Kevin Smith loves it, saying it had him smiling the whole time. In the end, the money did the talking. Moviegoers in the U.S. and Canada spent over $135 million on Suicide Squad's opening weekend to put it over the top and making it an August record-breaker. The new Jason Bourne movie was second at nearly $23 million. Bad Moms was third, followed by Secret Life of Pets and Star Trek Beyond. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. Filling a dumpster with water and splashing around in it, what could possibly go wrong? That's the fear of officials in Philadelphia who are cracking down on dumpster pools, especially in the 2400 block of Cedar, where they've been the centerpiece of block parties this summer. Officials are angry at the dumpster rental company for leaving big construction dumpsters in the street without getting a permit to block traffic. And even though the neighbors got a block party permit, they apparently broke the law by filling the dumpsters with water from a fire hydrant, not to mention the safety risks and the sanitation issue. The neighbors say they took precautions, lining the dumpsters with pool noodles for padding, then double-lining that with plastic tarps and requiring swimmers to be at least 21 years of age. For Philadelphians, dumpster pools now appear to be a fad that was fun while it lasted in the summer of 2016. And finally, a pawn shop worker in Clarksville, Tennessee, recognized the items brought in by a young couple last week. He recognized they were from his house. While he pretended to look up some prices, he was calling the police. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the show's sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.